Hello, uh, and welcome to. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I forgot you're here. Go ahead. I, I don't know what I'm angry at. You're bastardizing my intro video or coming into the pod when the dad he, is here. Oh, and he walks back in. He waltzes back in, and this is what we get at the beginning of the, the moonwalk. Go, go for it. Go for it. You don't even know what episode this is. Welcome to the Gooners Podcast, episode 784. <laughs> was I close? Uh, season 6, episode 7, but that's all right. Uh, oh, and it's been a few days since I saw you, so fuck yous. Uh, but Andy, <laughs> welcome back, back again. And uh, and this time you have a shirt, unlike uh, 45 minutes ago. We did, our, we did our sound check, which is more of a picture check, uh, about an hour or so ago, and, and he's naked, which... Hey. Um, Mike Hurst said, are we podding today? I wrote, or maybe Owen did, I wrote naked pod. I came to the party naked, and you were fully clothed. I'm from the West Side, bro. The West Side. You don't don't know what I got down there. Um, So, uh, you know, an amazing week for you. An amazing week for you. Back-to-back successes. First of all, you know, in, in, in the smaller of the two things, the deer are apparently to be feared. Now you you're you're a Cronky guy. You love the Cronky sports teams, except the Denver Nuggets are not your NBA team, are they? They are not. No. So um, as many people know, I moved to Wisconsin after leaving uh, the great country of England, and I grew up um, close to Milwaukee. That's uh, our all-star Giannis, who's a diehard Gooner, and uh, had season tickets for the Milwaukee Bucks. They were really good for a year, so a group of us said, let's get tickets, and we can split them, and like, we'll all go to the games, and um, I think we had four seasons, and maybe saw them won like, a, like 20 games total, so uh, in classic Andy fashion, I supported a team that's shit, and they finally won a championship, so. Nice, and, yeah. and then... And then- the the cherry on top, and and then we'll get to we'll get to our uh, our surprise late late arriving not a late arriving but late added guest. Uh, today though, you had the accomplishment of all possible accomplishments. So I mean, I, I, tell us we want to hear every little piece of this accomplishment, and we want to okay. share and celebrate this on the pod. Today. Okay. So two weeks ago, my boss lost a bet and had to buy me an iPad Pro, right? One of the big ones. So I went and picked it up from the store. And I thought, I have a four-year-old. This screen might break. So I bought one of those massive screen protectors, you know, that you put on your phone so it doesn't crack. And I was like, every time I – I don't know about you guys, but every time I put them on, I get bubbles. You get dust trapped in them. Fucking nailed it. Absolute <laughs> nailed it, right? To the point where I was celebrating so much, my wife came down, what's wrong? And I showed it to her and just walked away without saying anything to me. So then I was like, all right, I was riding high. So I thought I gotta replace the one on my phone. Okay, <laughs> fucking nailed that one too. Two in a row. <laughs> fucking two in a row. First Dude. thing I did was I text all the chat, chat groups to let them know. I mean, it's a little thing in life. I've known you like like you always say. I've known you now for about fourteen years, and yeah. I have never been more proud of you. If you came up Thank with the you. idea to do, you came up with the idea to do media when Arsenal come on tour, or or pretend that they're gonna come on tour. You've come up with some, some reasonably good ideas. This is the accomplishment of your life, and I just I, I wanted to celebrate it in front of twelve other people, and that's what. Well, we're and doing I appreciate right. that, and, and I appreciate that, and I I know I'm riding a wave, and I'm high on cloud nine, but What's I think this might go above the birth of my son. So it's like the two in a row, <laughs> Oliver. 
and then whatever else. Co- I don't know what's what, next. What are what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, what, what's next for Andy, for Andy Rhodes? I mean, on the on the on the career arc, what we I can't even imagine. Are you going to try to stop penalties from a big fat Jew or something? I'm like, what are we what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to. That's impossible. Okay, because when you got the power of the Jew, you just can't beat it. <laughs> I put those balls right into the upper corner of that motherfucking net. So, uh, all right. Speaking uh, of which, oh, shit. Big Stevie, uh, Steve, you're gonna have to change that that Twitter handle to medium large Stevie pretty soon, man. You're looking, you're looking sharp. You're looking dank. Yeah, yeah 90, 95 pounds. Down. Wow, that's what, that's what you weigh. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, I wish one leg, maybe. Um, no, yeah, 95 pounds since 16th of April. You've so. lost an entire Lee Gunner, <laughs> <laughs> which is and never a bad thing. <laughs> no, I'd love to lose that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, for, for people that don't know, haven't seen. Um, so I had a gastric sleeve, sleeve gastrectomy in April. It's not just through hard work and eating salad um which uh, on that note i i went to subway today to get a subway salad because i just fancied something whilst i was out and salad killed me like the lettuce cucumber tomato i had it does exactly the same to me as what bread rice and pasta does at the moment it just bloats me and makes me feel absolutely rotten so yeah there's that but yeah last time i think i spoke to you i was i was in the other room laying in bed with my stomach just being ripped out talking to andy nunn so <laughs> yeah that'll rip out that that'll rip out I, I just want to give a quick shout out uh to to Alyssa who is saying uh to, hello from the crown plaza orlando i don't know if she knows this or not but i'm in the goddamn crown plaza orlando right now as well so uh, i'm expecting a knock on my door i don't really know what that's gonna what that's gonna entail but uh but Alyssa, uh, looking forward to seeing you at, uh, this, uh, at one of the events soon is this going to be another 24 hour or a 12 hour? <laughs> it, it depends on how many of these I, uh, I put down, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, a, a fun kind of 24 hours since I've been here so far. I left yesterday at about 4 AM, drove all the way down from Virginia to Orlando through some of the worst weather. Uh, thunderst- I mean, I felt like I was driving through Normandy in 1944 or whatever. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's not historically accurate in, in any possible way, but like if it just sounded like bombs were dropping, but uh, I got here, hooked up with uh, with our buddy Aston, a uh, friend of the podcast. Aston went out for a couple of beers, uh, some pizza. Aston decided he he has me meet him at this shishi bar downtown somewhere, and I walk in, I order like a can of lagers. I just I, th- there's no beer taps or anything like that, so I get a, a can of beer. He walks in and orders this drink that. I think the drink was called large black man with a vagina because hey now, hey now, I mean, that looks delicious. <laughs> you can't really see it. It's hands a, in the way. The drink in or, honor or of Asin, in honor of acid, I'm drinking a strawberry guava Topo Chico hard salsa. All okay. I heard, all I heard was. Uh, I'm drinking. Uh, it's like Charlie Brown's teacher and shit. That's a, why don't you don't spill that in your vagina, Andy? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm drinking. Peach you and wish mango. I'd spill it Real in the vagina. <laughs> oh, that looks good. Yeah, it's okay. It's I think okay. it's like black currant. 
I'm, dr I'm drinking a, a double black Cabernet Sauvignon 1924. That is not the year of the vintage. That's the brand name is 1924. I got all excited. I'm like, this guy's we have about this wine. We have about five minutes before Mike is just hammered. <laughs> With red wine, you've seen this before. I do kind of fall off a cliff all of a sudden, but uh, we call but yeah, him Merlot so, Mike in a different circle of friends because <laughs> you can tell when he has a glass of Merlot. <laughs> I never drink Merlot; it's Cabernet. But yeah, so Aston. One thing I did learn last night is Aston drinks just like Lee Judges does with his pinky in the air. Uh, I slept like a baby last night. I had the strangest what, dream. Maybe. When you say you slept like a baby, do you mean like through the night or woke up six times covered in your own shit? No, I slept like a like, – yeah, no, that's, that's true. Well, a little of each. I, I slept about 10 hours. I woke up covered in my own shit, of course. I woke up <laughs> having had the most – like it, the dream that I had must have been like an hour and a half long. And dreams are supposed to be like, like a minute or two, and they, they just seem longer. This dream was so detailed. I, I have to like – go into it a little bit later on after we start talking about Arsenal because this this it, it, as soon as I woke up I started writing it down because like you know how you you forget as you as every minute goes by you just forget more and more of the dream so I wrote it down and like I wrote it down. the hell is that sound what the <laughs> I don't know what, what was that, that was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was the dream I had no but That's but uh terminator <laughs> But the uh, yeah, so the dream was whacked out. We'll talk about it in a little bit because I, I have to, I have to, we have to try to decipher what that dream means. But uh, but Owen, you, you you've just come back from playing snooker. Did did you I pot can't. a bunch of red balls? You didn't. I can't. I, I, as you can see, the the cover is over my pool table. I'm actually I feel quite American because is it John McCain that can't lift his arms up past this thing? Uh, I've actually he I've, can't I've lift pointed. anything up at the moment. He's dead. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a, a fair point. Um, but no, I've torn the tendons in my rotator cuff in my arm, so I'm, what the hell are you doing, bro? I just wanted everyone to be able to see what you were doing. So. No, my arm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm armless at the minute. I've got one arm. I have to do everything with my right So everything, so you, Andy, you, yes, everything. So you didn't, pot, you didn't pot a bunch of red balls? You, you didn't get a. You didn't get a. You potted some balls, but... I didn't. I'm out of action, I think, for a few weeks anyway, so... so. So, so that's why I'm making myself. Time. That's why I'm making myself available. Yeah, we can podcast at normal times now. Were you were you playing against Stephen Hendry? This is Stephen Hendry. Did, did you get any cocked hat doubles? <laughs> did you, no. Did you um, oh, did you apply a deep screw to the cue ball? Oh, I did. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually. Do you want to know what the American terminology for snooker or, or pool, either or, is uh, offensive? I think like banking. You call things like banking, don't you? And, I, I don't do that. I I, I bring the bell with me to the to the uh, to the pool hall, and I, I use all the proper terms. But did any of your opponents take a lemonade stroke? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, do you know what Mike does at the pool hall? He takes the 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 is it a cue? <laughs> and he's the Please guy who puts it between it his legs, <laughs> and then just like. Dry humps people behind them when they're shooting. <laughs> he just goes around to every table and does that. Uh, we 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 got kicked out of a of a pub. We went on when I was at college. Um, we went on like sort of a little music tour and went to a few others. And so one down in Worthing near Brighton, I got absolutely slaughtered. And it was like the first time in two years that I'd got 
I got pissed with the the guys from college, and I ended up riding round. You know, like on Happy. Have you guys seen Happy Gilmore? Mm-hmm. You know the bit with the golf club when he's going round the. I was doing that round of pub and just go. I was going <laughs> mental, and they asked us all to leave, and so. <laughs> I, I think I may have been topless. I can't remember, but they were just like, "Look, you have to either get him out or all of you go." And we were just mm-hmm. like, "Fuck it, let's go to Brighton!" Way, way. So this is an Arsenal podcast, and and um, really, and, and we, we we do now now have a number ten. We we've signed Emmy, <laughs> Emmy Smith Rowe. I think is is his name. Uh, no, it's not Giannis. Um, it, it is actually uh, well, we got we got a picture of this guy. This guy right here, Arsenal player for the next five years. So I don't know of anyone that's upset at tying ESR down to a new contract, new long-term contract, but that hasn't stopped people on social media from hitting back on things like, oh, we gave him the number 10 after six good months or whatever the hell they want to bitch about. So going to start with you, Steve. What do you make of this move? What do you think it means short and long-term for this summer and uh, for the team you know, going forward? Uh. I like it. I mean, I, I I see I see a video a few hours ago. Um, I'm probably the same one you're referring to about the uh, giving Emil Smith Rowe the number ten shirt. And to be fair, I thought that I, I, earlier on in the summer, I, when he when people were saying, "Oh, he's not going to sign a contract. He's going to end up leaving," and there was all this all this hoo ha, and I was thinking, I just wonder whether it's to do with getting that number ten shirt. Because not that not that I think he's the sort of player or the sort of person to to hold the club at ransom and be like, I'm only gonna stay if you give me this shirt number. But I just wonder whether or not the club were looking at their options. Who were they gonna bring on? If Erdegaard was to come back, would he get the number ten shirt? A few different things like that. I was just thinking, you know, Smith Rowe is naturally more of a number ten than James Madison is, then Erdegaard is, then Awar is. And I was just thinking, he's he's going to be the number 10. He's got to be the number 10. And after that, those good six months, why can't he be a mainstay in this side for the next few years? There's absolutely no reason as to why he's not. If we get a Madison or we get an Erdegaard or we get an Awar, play him in around them. You know, there's no reason why... You know, those players can't play off of either flank, especially if Aubameyang's going to only be here for the next season, especially if Pepe is going to be deployed mainly on the left or, or whatever it may be. There's no reason as to why he cannot be our number 10 long term. I, th- I think it's great that we've tied him down. I think it's great that he's got the number 10 shirt. And along with Saka, these are two players that are really really sort of going to be the driving force for this this club going forward whether Arteta stays or whether we get a new manager these these guys are going to be here and yeah I'm I'm pleased I'm pleased yeah the the 10 though I mean imagine if Twitter was in full force like it is now when Gallus got the number 10 I mean I think Twitter may have been around but there were like four people on it so Jared makes a good point people mad he got the 10 after six months are the same people who refused to sell Willock after eight good games for Newcastle um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's always the usual uh, suspect. So from the Highbury squad, uh, thanks for joining us. Madison yeah, sees absolutely. himself as a number eight. I've heard that as well. I mean, one thing doesn't mean the other. It just means getting the 10 does has less to do with what position he's going to play than do his long-term commitment with the club, which is really, really what we wanted to see anyway. So um, 
So yeah, I mean, it's it. Where do you find these people? Says Divion. I need proof, man. You haven't searched deep enough in the cesspool of Twitter yet. You must have like like the perfect timeline to, to avoid all these all these sons of bitches. But um, but Andy uh, ESR, you love yourself a, a a good young English Arsenal player. Now we've got a bunch of them. You happy? Yeah, absolutely. I'm super happy with it. Um, I don't buy too much into the number ten uh, kit. I think ultimately. You know, it's usually a position, res- uh, sorry, a number reserved for someone who plays behind the forward, help create goal scoring opportunities. And that's what he's going to do. I get the sentiment of the long term thing. Uh, you know, I think there were a lot of rumors that people thought he might be out of the club. Um, you know, ultimately, for me, there's a little bit more sentiment in the fact that we're not going to give it to someone who's going to be joining the club that we have really high expectations for, who's going to make a shit ton of money and just end up ripping our hearts out. And we all hate after a season or two because that won't happen with Smith Rowe. Yeah. We're, we're getting a player who will ultimately play his heart out for the club because it's the only club he's ever known. And as he said in his little interview yesterday, like I want to become a legend and we hear that a lot, but I think there are some, young British players at the club right now who see that that's an opportunity. So I'm, I'm super happy. And, you know, I think last season, you know, those same people were arguing, well, um, you know, we shouldn't be buying a number 10. We shouldn't be getting Odegaard. We should be giving opportunity to ML Smith Rowe. And now they're the ones saying, well, why has he got the number 10 shirt? We need to bring in a bigger name. It's like, well, no, hold on a second. Like he took six months to prove in a team of very good players that he's a baller and that he wants to be here. So that's why he got it. We've given he won him. A, he won a second place in the uh, post Boxing Day table last season. All sure, by himself. Sure. So, yeah. I mean. but we've we've essentially given him the keys, right? And now it's up to him to take it on. No one complained like this when we gave the number seven shirt to Saka, and that was prior to what he did the Euros. Like I think we ultimately, maybe Mason Mount and and um, one or two other players, but I think Arsenal have the two best players in the England setup that are coming up through the ranks. Yeah, Mount, and I Mount, think t- Mount Foden, maybe Sancho uh, are the yeah, only ones yeah. that can put in that same class, I think. Would, you, would, you, would you not say that Mason, Mount, Phil Foden, Sancho are just, like you've just mentioned obviously coming through the ranks, would you not say that those three are just ahead of Smith yeah, Rowe? Yeah, it would Sancho? be, a year or two mean? ahead. Yeah, yeah. Year or a two year or two ahead, ahead of yeah. Smith Rowe, but I mean, if you, if you base it off of... Uh, off of um, uh, what Gareth Southgate appears to think, then I'd say Mount's the only one that's at Saka's level. I mean, that the, the Saka playing in front of Foden was not an accident. No, and and you know, there's a lot to that, right? Like Saka obviously has the defensive mindset in his game, and so you almost get a twofer, you know, with him. Where if you have a lead or you need to do something, he he can drop back. Foden and Sancho are never going to do that, but. I think it won't be too long until we see Smith Rowe get a call up. Um, yeah, well, he's, he's going to part of that England setup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm I'm super happy for him. I think it's absolutely great. And uh, you know, let's hope that he continues the form into this season because um, you know we need our strikers to have some ammunition behind them, and I think he's the right one. Owen, we got uh, we got Soph in the in the Soph the uh, the eternal optimist. Always positive about Arsenal in every possible way, and I mean that. Um, I do mean that. She's she's lovely. Uh, if ESR stays fit, he could be one of the most special players ever. Imagine when he matures more. Yeah, I mean, these guys are 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 mentally like like 
they are the opposite of what I remember Gideon Zellalem being. Like I, I was all excited because I'm an American and and he's actually from the same area that I'm from. He's from the like Washington D.C. area, and and I went to see him in a U21 game like a summer after we signed him. We saw him play in in California in 2016, Andy. Um, and you could just tell that the guy was was a skilled player who didn't have the mentality and the, the the maturity, even though he was 18 or 19 years old, to play in the Premier League. These guys are miles ahead of him at the same age. I, I would put Martinelli kind of in the same category as well. But, Owen, I mean, what do you think we might have on our hands with an ESR in two or three years if, if, if all goes well? Well, see, first of all, the one thing I'd say is, is – whilst we scrutinize the club and, and the way they <coughs> excuse me the way they handle their business that over the past maybe 18 months uh, i think on the contract side of things the moves they've been making have been absolutely fantastic you look at bakay osaka um signed up to a new long term contract the finances that that are very maintainable nothing over the top like we've seen with players like marcus rashford and jesse lingard in the past um and now we're seeing that again with Emil Smith Rowe. You're you're looking at how how much money on a salary on a weekly basis have we been playing our paying our previous number tens at the club? Well, now we have our number ten set for the next five years. Who has a has a personal loyalty to the club as well on a sub eighty grand a week contract, which is <clears throat> virtually unheard of now. If you look at any other number ten um, in the in the Premier League. With the Mail Smith row, you mentioned there about the comparisons to the likes of Mason Mount and um, Saka and uh, Phil Foden, players like that. There, what I would say with with our two players in particular, with Saka, and I think what you'll see with the Mail Smith row in the future, I think what was completely clear throughout the Euros is that Bakayo Saka, above anybody else, has obviously come from a team where there's a lot of burden put on putting him in particular you know where he has to carry the mantle the mantle for a struggling club and pull results out of his arse frankly on his own at times and Emil smith row is sort of cut from the same cloth um as bakayo saka um i think when you look at those other players the likes of phil foden i think part part of the reason you've seen him struggle was because whilst he is a massively talented footballer with a massive amount of potential and i have no doubt he will be world class in terms of the stresses of going out onto the pitch there's a big difference between what bakayo saka and emil smith rowe are doing and what phil foden is doing walking out with fernandinho and de bruyne and, and aguero in the past all these sort of starlets so i think it shows a lot of character for emil smith rowe as well to have requested the 10 i don't think it was a case of him holding the club to ransom. I think that he obviously just went and the club have shown faith. But what I will say is, and I could be completely wrong in this, with the personnel that we have in the wide areas, with Martinelli, with Saka, with Pepe, who has now seemed to start to show mildly that, that he's worth some part of the valuation that we paid for him. I wouldn't say fully, but he's, he's starting to show signs. What I will say is that I don't think that we're going to see this marquee signing in that number 10 position that people think we're going to get. I think Emile Smith-Rowe getting the number 10 shirt, getting the new contract, it, it would be nonsensical not to give him the opportunity to sort of try and nail down that spot in the team. And I said as well, when we were talking about the William Saliba situation with um, Ben White, people were saying that, William Saliba is going to have his path blocked and, and bringing in another centre-back is stupid when you have someone with that amount of potential. But then they were they were going and they were screaming for a proven number 10 to come back in. 
which was going to just block the path of a Emile Smith-Rowe. The only thing I would say that has, uh, maybe has me slightly concerned is Emile Smith-Rowe does have the tendency to pick up knocks and, and injuries. And for me, this season is going to be pivotal for him to nail down that spot and for the club and the manager, whoever it is, to have confidence to... to to give that spot solely to him in the future, as long as, long as he doesn't get any injuries, of course. Can, can I, I ask think... you guys a quick question? Um, sorry, Mike, but your podcast. Hours. <laughs> there's a lot of like, there's a lot of Mikel Arteta hate, right? With um, just performances on and off the pitch, and I get that, and, and they're totally warranted. Some people are a little extreme, but. After seeing everything that's happened with a couple of our youth players and the promotions and their growth over the last 18 months, I can't help but think that he might be that right manager who says, I can help these young kids better than someone else, right? Like a Jose Mourinho would have killed one or two of their careers. But for me, I just see Arteta being the right manager to say, okay, I'm, I know how to blend them into the squad. I'll know how to when to play them, when not, when to rest them, when not. Um, and I, it's either going to go really, really, really well because of what you're saying, or it's just going to completely blow up in his face because he's going to have all the tools and fall on his face despite that. I mean, like there is no middle ground, I don't think, because he is, he is the kind of the, he's coming up just like these players are, but with the ability to kind of draft off of some of the things he observed with with a Manchester City club that is not the same club that he's managing now by any means, not even close. But you know, if he can adapt to it and grow, I I, I think you're you're spot on, on uh, on the fact that he might be the right guy for the job. But you know, the 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 ability for him to prove that over a longer period of time, like maybe Alex Ferguson did in the '80s uh, at uh, at Manchester United, is just not going to be there. So it better no. start happening this season, I think. Um, and and I uh, I want to just say what Christopher Smith said: they need another ten to push ESR. Doesn't need to be a Madison quality player. I agree with that i think the more yeah. depth we get the better i mean only I mean, we, makes you a better footballer right odegaard last season i mean i know that we were playing twice a week and we won't be this season but odegaard last year his presence there proved that esr a is flexible enough to play a couple different positions and b you know doesn't need to be uh, a huge drop off if something were to happen to him or to whoever we you know we bring in it just it enhances the number of different formations and looks you can give on the pitch and it protects us so that we don't have the kind of drop-off that we have often seen when one of our first-team players inevitably gets injured. That's what we've done to replace the person behind uh, Kieran Tierney, which I think was a valuable and a smart addition. Um, I mean, the guy is already scoring a goal every single game, so I think you know we can expect that to continue. Uh, you know, we we just we need to see that in every position. And you've been saying that since we started this podcast is that you you need to have two guys fighting for the first, you know, you may know who the number well, one guy is, but you need to have a guy who's second that's not going to be that big of a drop-off, and see, we've never really had that. See, but the, see, the, the, this is, I'll throw up a slight counter-argument just to that. I think that something that we often hear everybody saying is squad depth, is that oh, it'll be good squad depth, he's a good squad player, he's this, he's that. That's fine when you have a decent standard of a starting eleven, and for me, Whilst I do think the signing of Lakonga is is very good, and he we may well see more of him than originally thought. I do think we will see more of him. But for for me, this season, this transfer window, going into this transfer window, 
it should singly be about going and targeting people to improve or start an 11. Or start an 11 is way under par for what we're trying to achieve. That's and, not a counter-argument. We're, we're, we're not <clears throat> saying that that's not the case. We're just saying no. that after doing that, we want, I mean, the the, the bringing in of, of Tavaj is mm -hmm. is important the bring you know to, to bring in another attacking creative midfielder just do we have one in our, do, do we have, do we have one within our midst that 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 that's that's what i'm saying there's a lot of people about saying, joe willick joe willick exactly yeah it's and now uh, i'll not reveal my own opinions on that before i ask you that question but it, it, are we looking at like say for example how much are we looking at selling Joe Willock for realistically anywhere between 20 to 30 million? Are you going to go out in this market at the minute and get somebody better for, for 20 million? No, I don't think so. That's what, that's not, what I've been saying the whole not, time. Not that's a sure thing to get to be better, but we also don't know that, that, that Willock is a sure thing to be better. I, it, if, if the, if the fanfare off of Willock's loan has died to where he's not a 40 million potential player anymore, he's a 20 or 25 million player. I feel differently about keeping him versus selling him. I don't want to make the same mistake that we made turning down a, a deal from Wolves for $20 million for Mainsley last year, mm -hmm. which now in the rearview mirror looks like it would have been a better deal to take. Uh, I don't want to do the same thing with Willock. I don't think that we're going to destroy Willock's value to where he's a £4 million player uh, after a year of struggling with Arsenal. But, you know, it if it's 20 or 25 million you have to then think you're not going to really fill much of another spot with that you're not going to get a basuma for that you're not going to make a dent into madison for that so you know my thought was after just the insanity of his last two months at newcastle that someone young english goal scoring just attractive footballer for a lower you know for a team that would be able to give him minutes every single game somebody might put a 35 to million uh 40 million flyer on him and if that was the case you ought to sell him uh but not for 20. Mm -hmm. so i want to get i want to get to uh to another position that we've been rumored with this season and and take advantage of the fact that we have the 479,000th best goalkeeper in the world on our on our very podcast today um and uh and we're just gonna we're gonna highlight him right now so <laughs> <laughs> oh shit hold on no I, that's the last thing i wanted to do so our resident goalie expert who can't stop penalties taken by by the likes of me you love yourself an english goalkeeper i remember you going crazy over uh, pickford over uh, jack butlin when he was available with the relegated stoke there's another relegated goalkeeper who's from england aaron ramsdale that we're apparently going back and forth with sheffield united on and they've now quoted us 32 million pounds. I see you shaking your head. Uh, your thoughts on the Aaron Ram uh, on Aaron Ramsdale gate? I think it's all bullshit. To be honest with you, I don't think for a moment we're in that realm of even bidding that much for him. It just doesn't make sense. You know, you don't let Martinez leave for 18 and then bid 30 for a for a backup keeper. It doesn't make sense. I could see us going for like Sam Johnstone or someone in that caliber, like at West Brom for maybe 15 to 20. That's I do think we'll probably, we'll probably bring in an English keeper because of the homegrown rules. Right. And it makes sense, you know, just to, if you're going to have someone who just sits on the bench. Um, but I don't believe the Ramsdale rumors. And, and if Ramsdale does happen, it's not happening for 30 million. And that's well, just absurd. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jared wants us to get Sabitzer to play goal listen, for under 20 million. You, you know, ultimately, like if, if you're, if you're Arsenal and you're looking at it and you want a Premier League ready backup, you could go to Watford and probably buy Ben Foster for under two. Right. And he would be a solid backup behind Leno. Is Petter Czech so, available? Yeah. You know, so it's just like, I don't, I don't believe the Ramsdale rumors whatsoever. I think those are stupid. Anyone else want to weigh in on Ramsdale? I mean, it, it, Steve, we haven't heard from you for a while. So, uh, I mean, we, we are literally entering this season at the moment. I mean, I, look, there's still, what, a month and a half, two months left in the, in the transfer window and a month in, or three weeks until the season starts. But we're, uh, we're entering the season with Leno and Okonkwu, basically, and Carl Hine. So, and and uh, I thought he I thought he'd been sent away. But uh, apparently he was in Not yet. But, um... Yeah, no, Ramsdale it is a lot of money, and I and I just wonder whether or not Sheffield United are creating this stir because they want to get some funds in for for, for their season to get them back up. Because you know, if, if Arsenal don't come in and buy him for, don't they get like a hundred million pounds as yeah. a parachute payment or something? I, I don't know. I think it's changed in in the lower leagues because I, I think you've got two seasons to sort your shit out. Otherwise, then you start getting heavily fined because as QPR were fined like hundred million, Sunderland had to really balance their books this year. Um, but uh, you know, if Arsenal don't buy Ramsdale, if it is just bullshit, which I also believe it is, then another club might come in and say, "Look, they're not giving you the thirty-two. We'll give you 17. And they go, "All right then, okay." You know, and that's what we really now, wanted in the first place. Yeah. And they've, they've now inflated their they've now inflated the price of their player. Um Sam Johnston, yeah, I think would be a great bet. Um someone like Ben Foster, not so much. I know you only use it as an example, but somebody that's that's 34, 35. I mean, Ben Foster's, I think, nearly nearly he's 39. like he's close to yeah, he's close to he's 40, close to but yeah, if you find Tim Howard, I mean he's it's got a but I, I just if you want someone who's older English, that's just a backup. Like you know, why pay thirty when you get someone for two and yeah. have probably not, not, the same? Not even, not Peter even Shelton could be why, had why, for three. Why do, I, I, I don't understand the obsession with the goalkeeping position. Can they not distribute the homegrown quota throughout the squad and get themselves a better deal? I think Sam I, I, threw, Sam threw up in the chat there. Onana has already agreed with um, Leon, but say Leon. for example. See, say for example, that deal was apparently in and around nine million pounds. I'd rather spend nine million pounds and get an, a homegrown player in a different position than go out and spend thirty or twenty million plus on Ramsdale, who at best is a fifteen million pound player. You know, it seems to me that like, isn't it funny that when we look at selling our players, Granite Jacka? Oh, the the pandemic has reduced his cost, and and any other one of our players that are apparently linked to Hector Bellerin, the pandemic has hit their cost. But every other fucking player that we are in for seems to seems to have an inflated price. Aaron Ramsdale, thirty two million. Get the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I I think it's pretty clear that oh, th this is appropriate actually because I'm in Disney. Uh, I'm in the land of Disney right now. But this uh, it, it seems pretty clear to me that Leno is not going to be an Arsenal player beyond next summer. Uh, because I think next summer is when he has one year left on his deal. He hasn't said he wants to leave, but he's, he, as, as Andy always said, he hasn't said he wants to leave, but he hasn't he hasn't not not said that he wants to leave. And um, and and 
it just seems to me like he's kind of, I, and I don't know if he's this good or if he's coveted for this, but he's kind of Manuel Neuer's next in line, maybe, or 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 for a potential one of the other top four or five teams in that in that league. Um, and it's gonna be another wanna... classic. It's gonna be another classic. Like who's this, Lano? Yeah. yeah. Uh, be... I'll, look, I'll say this. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the... Are you, gonna, are you going to get a tattoo if yes, you're wrong about whatever you're about to say? Yes, 100. percent People, people. <laughs> you're going to tattoo. I still have the appointment booked from book from last time. People jumped the gun and started saying that he's world class. All right, he for me is is quite a good goalkeeper, but not a fantastic one. His distribution is is horrible at times. His decision making is questionable. His positioning isn't very very good. He's a good shot stopper, which let's face it, if you're a goalkeeper, you sort of have to need to be. But I think even if you look domestically, like I would say that Casper Schmeichel is by far and away a better goalkeeper than him. Alison Backer, a mile better. Um, sure, but they're not available to us. <laughs> no, no. But what I'm saying is is that you have to start looking at other teams within the league. And if you make a comparison and yours isn't as good, if that radiates throughout the whole squad, then you aren't going to climb the table or get better results, if you know what I mean. And I think that... When to say that he is going to be Manuel Manuel Neuer's successor, I don't think he's ever going to reach anywhere near the levels that Manuel Neuer has produced. So, if, so if three years goes by and he hasn't been signed, and he and he gets signed by Bayern Munich, you're you're getting a tattoo of 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 basically this on your on your ass. Is that <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> you can choose between that one, this one, <laughs> and this one. I like that one. I think everyone yeah. likes the. I know Daniel Robert likes the ostrich one. I mean that that that's he he calls me every night and tells me that. So <laughs> all right. So um, and and the Onana thing. Apparently he's not done at Leon. Anyone who's saying that we shouldn't be signing that guy because he's got a suspension till November and then the African Cup of Nations in January. I mean, would that not be the perfect guy to bring in? And say this job is yours next summer, basically, and and kind of transition out so that we don't have to be panicking next summer and buying whatever relegated goaltender come you know whoever Norwich's goaltender is uh, <laughs> next next season. It's, is is Leno's contract? Obviously, it's still up in the air. But if there's a possibility that he's going to sign that, there's no way the club are going to go and get someone like Onana because he's going to be on. I don't think he's going to sign it. No, I don't. I don't. But I think that's why the club haven't moved to get Onana. Because if Onana comes in and Leno goes, you know what? No, I'm going to stay here. But, you know, he might think, well, actually, this guy's probably going to push for his number one. He's going to get the number one. And I can sit here cushy on 130 grand a week. And if, if Leno was to do that, then the club are in the shit. So I can see why they haven't pushed to go and get Onana. Because, yeah, we're not going to have him for nine months. So if Leno takes an injury within the first three months... We're fucked. Do we, th- like, do we think we're do, the, do we think we've missed a trick with Matty Ryan? You know, he seemed to me like someone who yeah, absolutely loved the club and was quite yeah, content wanted, to be a number two. He wanted guaranteed first team football. He wanted to and, be and first I don't team, and he's not homegrown, which yeah. which would have which I think are the two things. I mean, I hear the what you're saying, team. Owen, but we're clearly looking for a homegrown backup goalkeeper. That that seems to be. See, I d- I don't know. I don't know if we specifically are. As as Owen made the point, there's there's other areas in this team where we can easily. You know, we're talking about one player. Okwonko is going to be registered within the Premier League squad, I'm sure, and he's a homegrown keeper. Carl Hine. I he's of the age that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether you're but, homegrown or not, it, but, it doesn't matter. 
But if we need a homegrown player, he will be registered as that homegrown player. Surely. Well, put, it, know, like the, put, it, put, put, it, put it like this in this scenario, Mike. I would rather Arsenal say, for example, I'm just using the players, not that these are too massively realistic signings. I would rather Arsenal go and sign Onana and Matt Aarons than sign Ramsdale and some £10 million right back. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, no, I I hear you. Um, I, I I'm not I'm not saying that it should be our goal to sign a, a a homegrown backup goaltender. I'm just saying that it seems that that is what Arsenal is looking at. I think it's I think it's because we're mainly being linked with English goalkeepers at the moment. So <laughs> journalists and Twitter know-it-alls. There are rodents. There are rodents around. There are rodents all over social media who are telling me that we're looking for a backup goalkeeper. So, yeah. uh, Joel's Joel we Foster says, Mike, Mike, you should come get a tattoo with me on Tuesday, on your ass of Andy's face. There are some <laughs> things in the world that might happen. That is not one of them. <laughs> I thought you said you already had one. None of that is happening. It's not a. It, it's not a tattoo. I just took a picture of it and I just tape it to my ass. Because <laughs> um, in case we ever fall out, then I, you know, I don't want that to be permanent. So it's it's uh, it's a strategy of mine. So uh, let's get some user questions in tonight. It's a Friday night. There's no the the the, the title of the show is no parte. We still party because uh, a lot of us, and, and and when I say us, I mean me and and a yeah. few other people are in Orlando this week, despite the fact that the uh, the Arsenal Football Club decided not to come for very predictable and probably understandable reasons of COVID. Um, but those of us who are already destined to be here are going to have a party anyway, even though Thomas Partey will not be here. So uh, see, let's ask um, the user questions. See us before, whilst we're waiting on them to come in, um, the user questions. I actually have a new segment I would like to announce. Um, nice. So I, I didn't want to tell you. I, I didn't want to tell you is because it would give you time to prepare. And this is going to be a weekly thing from now on. Is it where you just say yes all the time? Like Yes. Yeah. It's yes. called the fun, fun fact of the week. So we're going to start with you, Andy. And you have to give us a fun fact. I mean, zero I preparation. You, I gave you the two... Screen now, you, now, now you get those were free. No, a now fact. Oh, a fact. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, a fun fact. All right. Uh, hold on. I, I McDonald. Hey, 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 McDonald's. You, you, you just googled it. McDonald's once made a Mike. You're gonna hate this. <laughs> this is gonna make you puke. McDonald's once made a bubblegum flavored broccoli. Whoa. <laughs> nice. Mike. The world's oldest oldest hotel has been operating since 705 AD, and I believe that I am currently staying in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. It says it's in Japan, but I don't believe it because I think it's the Crown Plaza in Orlando, Florida, downtown. But uh, so that's my fun fact. Steve, uh Sorry that I didn't give you prep for this, but I didn't have it either. So, um, any fun facts like any personal, fact. anything? Um, uh, Gastric band fact. surgery works. No, <laughs> uh, no. Okay, fun fact. Um, the bass amp that I have currently was given to me by Stuart Zender, who was the original bass player of Jamiroquai. Wait, what? Wait, wait, one more time. <laughs> have you have you not heard of Jamiroquai? 
No, I have heard of Jamiroquai. Oh, so what was given the to bass you? Amp, the bass amp okay. that I play, that I have, was given to me by Stuart Zender, who was the original bass player of Jamiroquai. I thought you were talking about your microphone because we did actually get a, no, a question yeah, about your microphone. Okay, and, uh, and the, the answer to that is um, it's an Aston origin. So British-made, fantastic, affordable mic, but sits well above its price range and type terms of quality yeah well, steve has a voice steve has a very calming voice like you know how there's I, that I, calm app so where much. people read you like story like th this is a man you should hear him, his you voice should hear you're him like saying, andy you should hear him saying that well I, i'm I, well, I mean i let, let's let's hear it but i'm just gonna say like i can't envision this man being angry oh oh i get angry just put you know, yelling put andy, nunn in, and, put andy nunn in a room with him <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I've I've lost my shit in the past. I mean, let me. I, I, I when we come off off air, I'll show you my bedroom door. <laughs> are you gonna do? Are you gonna do what another um, YouTube celebrity does and ask? Can you throw a chair? You don't need our permission, mate. It's your own chair. No, you can throw no, it if you want. The thing is, if I throw a chair, this is the problem. Like, if I throw a chair, it's the same with people that throw Xbox controllers. I don't have the fucking money to replace shit. So, <laughs> like, so that I is, can't that, do it. By the way, that is a phenomenal segue into something I wanted to talk about, which is the Gooners versus the Cancer tournament. FIFA tournament. <laughs> you reminded me of last year. The, the highlight of last year's tournament, and Owen, you know, you know where I'm going with this. The highlight of last year's tournament in the group stage of the Champions League format, Tom the Gooner Talk TV Canton uh, shit the bed in his in his six group stage games, and immediately after the group stage, he texts us all and says, "I just deleted the game from my system or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called." <laughs> he was so embarrassed by his performance, and and he should be. I mean, it, that's shameful. No, well, to be fair, I, I, I'll give the guy a bit of credit here because he was actually flawless, I think, throughout the group stages, and it was the first knockout round he got his ass oh, absolutely that, handed to him. That's what, yeah, well, because because he was in the opposite, whatever the group of life, like the opposite of the group of death he was in, so he, thought, <laughs> the group. he was big upping himself as being like the greatest player on the earth, and then then he plays an actual opponent in the round of 16 and just shit the bed, or the round of 32, and, and deleted the game, and I believe threw it out his window, but he's back in the game this season, so... So so yeah, if you if you want to be part of this tournament and and there's about five days left to register because I got to make the group draws and we're going to get started on on the first of August. So we really need to fill out these uh, fill out these 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 groups. If you want to play the 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 crawl on the bottom of the screen is saying it, but if you're just listening to go to the Gooners versus Cancer FIFA 21 tournament, there's one for the PlayStation either PS4 or PS5. There's one for the uh, for the Xbox. Go to GF. I'm sorry. Go to GVC FIFA Xbox dot live. It's not dot com. It's dot live. GVC FIFA Xbox dot live or GVC FIFA PlayStation dot live. Register. You'll get an email that talks about what you need to do. It basically takes a twenty five dollar donation into uh, Gooners versus Cancer to solidify your entry. You'll get placed in a group. You'll get uh, six automatic games in the group stage, and then we go to the elimination stages. Uh, there's some great prizes. First first prize gets $150. Now, it was $100, but our friend Stephen Hernandez from Houston uh, just pitched in to make the prize higher. So it's, uh, it's any Xbox, Daniel, um, gets to play, I believe. I think they're all reverse compatible with each other. That's at least what, no, what my no, son tells me. I don't well, think they are. 
well, I, whatever the last two versions of Xbox. If you have like the fucking, if you have a Commodore sixty four, you're pro, like like Charles Watts was tweeting last night. You're probably not going to get to be able to play in it. But um, and and yeah, we don't have it for the PC. But um, it's a great tournament. Um, you get six games. You meet people from all over the world. We get chat set up. It's there's 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 trash talking. There's fun. There's dinner talking. Winner gets $150 of each tournament. Second place gets $75. Third and fourth place gets a great piece of art from Ruth Beck Art, uh, at Ruth Beck Art on Twitter. She's amazing. Um, and uh, and we're really trying to get to uh, fill in these tournaments over the next four or five days. So please, you know, and and if you can't remember how to join, just DM us at the Gooners Pod or at Gooners V Cancer, uh, and that's what's going on. The other thing that's going on for Gooners versus Cancer this weekend is the Orlando raffle. Uh, we have an Orlando-specific raffle. It was just going to be for the people that are here in Orlando for the big, massive Arsenal visit. But now that they're not coming and the crowds are probably going to be a bit smaller here, we're opening it up to anybody. So now, between now and next Tuesday, the 27th, if you go to the special Orlando page, which is www.gvcorlando.com. Uh, let me put it up here. There we go. Go to that page, make a donation, buy raffle tickets. It's going to be a relatively small raffle compared to the one that we run later in the summer. So your chances of winning will be higher. But uh, first prize is going to be a signed kit from your choice of Lee Dixon, Alan Smith, or Kevin Campbell. And you'll be able to you know, tell them what you want them to sign uh, within reason. Uh, preferably f few four letter words, but, uh, but we've, we've had a few, few interesting ones slip in over the last few years. So, so that's the first prize. Second prize is going to be a personalized new arsenal kit of your choice. You choose home away or third and you choose, uh, the player that you want on it. Uh, obviously it's going to be Jaka. Uh, but, uh, and then, the, and then of course we're giving away five additional Ruth Beck art prints as well. So thank you to Ruth for that, but, uh, you don't have to be in Orlando anymore. Enter that, and you'll have a chance to win. So you can go to that right now. Don't send us any super chats. Don't don't do anything else. Just go there and donate. Uh, you can use your credit card, and it's just amazing. Uh, question from Don Juan, and the answer to this, uh, we're going to do this in a Jeopardy format. The answer is fuck yous. Um, <laughs> have you put on weight looking fat around the face? In the last three months, I have lost 35 pounds. And then gained, and then gained twelve back. So, so have I put on weight? Uh, yeah, but like not in general. So I'm trying to keep up with Steve. Um, don't, don't the only do way it. I can lose ninety five pounds is 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 what I'm going to try to have happen tonight, which I'm getting my head cut off. So, um, question for you, Andy, uh, from Divion: Should have Mike played Ted Lasso and Ted Lasso? And along with this, do you watch that show? I can't wait to watch it tonight. Love that show. It, it's Did you watch the whole first season? Seasons out tonight, isn't it? Yeah, I actually watched the first season twice because I watched it solo, and then I said to Chris, "We should watch this together," and she was all against it, and now she loves it too. It's such a good show. Oh, and are you aware of the show? I am, but I haven't watched it, and I tell you why: because there's a a movie that I hold very dear to my heart from growing up about uh, a football manager and whilst Ted Lasso does look very good I'm afraid of ruining and um, the other one for myself it's a uh, Mike Bassett football manager Mike Bassett England manager which is absolutely flawless if anybody hasn't seen that show you'll find it on the internet go and watch it 
Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I haven't, do it legally. I haven't seen that, but but Steve, you like you like uh, Ted Lasso? I do like Ted Lasso. I thought I am shocked. I'm shocked about this. So I, I have something to admit, and and I'm going to change this because my you wife like actually it. asked me to, to start watching this show. Um, I Love Island. It. No, I watched it. <laughs> I watched three or four episodes of the first season, and I got really like football, like snobby about it. I'm like, this is like a joke of what Americans would do. Like, like I didn't get it. Like I, I just, I just thought it was so inauthentic and stupid and I could, I felt dirty watching it. And then, and so I just put it away and then to find that you, that, that you like that, that people who are English actually are enjoying it turns my head around a little bit. And, and my wife wants here's, to watch it. with me. So, and that's here's one thing I will it. say, Mike, what I love about the show is whoever wrote it, the subtleness of their premier league, history and facts and what's happening in the world of football it's on point. is it, it is so well done and it's like it's so well done to the point where it's completely over my wife's head she still gets the joke but i'm laughing being like that was fucking clever how they've just looped in that moment of what's happened in premier league history or just something they've said or a rule or just something and you're like that's really well done so if you're embedded within football you're gonna like the show. Now, maybe the comedy is not for everyone, and I it can be that, a little I, bit I corny. The opposite was gonna be the case. I, I thought if you were embedded in football, you were gonna think this was stupid because, like, it came from a commercial. It came from like it. It, it started with commercials that they had over here on NBC for for yes. Premier League football with him playing an idiot uh, Tottenham manager, of course, which was the funny part. And it grew out of that, and and the commercials were funny. But I'm like a whole fucking series about this. How could that possibly be? <laughs> Um, but so you're saying it's good. I mean, look, my wife and I are, we're, we're, we're four episodes or so away from being done with suits all nine seasons. So we're looking for another show. And so we might have, to, we might have to do that one. Cause she's asking. I would, that. you will not regret it. Nice. I'll do it. Well, so one, where can you work it? Where can you watch it? It's, it's on, on Amazon now. Prime. Over here. It's Apple plus. I thought yeah, it was on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Daniel Robert asks, Early prediction for player of the season. I'm going for El Nenny. That Daniel <laughs> Robert, man. You can't ever get a serious answer out of him. Although I think this is, you know, I think he's 100% on this. Owen, your player of the season. I'm actually going to go for someone uh, that people maybe won't jump to automatically. I think that Nicola Pepe is going to shine this season. I think that uh, the sort of act. Uh, the acclimatizing to the Premier League will have set in now. I think when you look back at some of the players of the past, Robert Perez wasn't outstanding in his first season. Um, you know, that's not to draw any comparison stylistically between the two, but I think that I think that it took a while for Mikel Arteta to have a bit of faith in Pepe, and statistically, he, he's sort of come out near the top of the bunch this season, so I think he can only get better. Um, my jam for the season, though, the one that I think will... Will will go under the radar and, and and improving us if it does come off. I think that Ben White will have a massive impact if uh, if if we get that deal done, which I expect us to do. All right, Andy, who who who's your peg for the uh, for the player of the upcoming uh, player season? Player of the season, um, I think, dude is just going to roll in from the Euros and just fucking annihilate the world. And I'm really excited to see Saka win a. Champions League trophy next season with Man City. 
<laughs> the following season. So like not this season, but the next season after. Well, that's very nice of you. That's that's uh, yeah. you're you're very kind, Steve. Who's your but but for this uh, season, the question was no, 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 who, no, no, who is your Arsenal? Saka, I, I answered. Saka's going to crush it this season. Get sold oh. next summer to Man City, and then win a Champions League. Don't say that. I I was I was thinking if we sign him, I think Ben White will. I I just think this guy's going to hit the ground running and. And there's this there's something whenever we've signed sort of big money center backs or say big money, they've always hit the ground running, right? Mustafi in his first season, say what you want about the guy now, his 21 first 20, games, games like he, yeah. yeah, he was brilliant. Gabriel Everton match, year, I remember. Yeah, Gabriel last year was brilliant until he got injured. And I just think Ben White is good. I think Ben White just looks the part. Um, however, take Ben White out of the equation because he's not currently an Arsenal player. I think player of the season is probably going to be Thomas Pye. I think he is going to... I I think... I, I'm, I'm, angry after, because, I'm angry because you stole mine, but I'm happy because we're, we're on his, the same page. His preseason, you know, I know it's only preseason, but he looked sharp. He looked. I mean, he, he he looked a little bit sluggish, a little bit sort of acclimatizing early last season. You know, the Spurs game, he was knackered, and you know, he was still brilliant. He was still pulling up trees within the short amount of time he played. Um, but I just think this season, especially if we can have, you know, whether that's going to be Lokonga or it's going to be anybody else, I just think he's going to be freed up because we're going to have a proper centre mid next to him. In some capacity, and I think he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be a fucking bowler. There's only one player in my eyes that can actually unseat Thomas Partey as the incoming player of the year for Arsenal, and that is Tammy Abraham. Um, which, <laughs> Mate, which, brings, which brings me to Joel's question: Tammy Abraham, yes or no? Let, let's try to make these quick around the block. But Steve, we'll go counterclockwise. Yeah, Steve, um, on that the money side of things it's a lot but i do like him as a player and i do think that he's got quite a bit to offer so i would take him yes okay andy uh yeah i'd take him um i think he's a decent player we've seen a lot of chelsea players leave chelsea and become re- we've seen a lot of chelsea players leave chelsea and become really good players uh so why not just just, just not the why ones not? that come to us <laughs> not the ones that come to us but right there's always you know you, you gotta it would have been a whole different narrative if demba ba had come to us and just lit up the world but Tammy <laughs> abraham let's let's call it 35 i know that 40 has been mentioned but let's call it 35 Tammy abraham worth it uh, well it depends if it's if it's this this transfer window um apparently the, the 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 deal that they're looking to pursue is that they would get him this season and not pay anything until next season so for me if if it didn't come out of this year's transfer budget directly then yes if if it would hinder uh signings in the right back or, or center midfield area then no but if the deal is what it's touted to be then then yes Assume, assuming we sell Niketia and assuming that if Abraham's to come in, that Lacazette will need to leave. I, I think Lacazette's got a year or two uh, at the top level left in him. I don't really want to let him go, but at his age, in his contract status, we're really not going to get a lot for him unless we sell him for a little bit this summer. Abraham is 
not an upgrade on Lacazette, but he is a younger Lacazette. Oh, he is. He is. Tommy Tammy Abraham statistically has outperformed Lacazette in any of well, his Premier League seasons at Arsenal. And, 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 and you know, he is a Chelsea player whose path has been blocked by their Galactico strategy. He is not a Chelsea player who's had a, who, who's on his way down. Like he's not an Aspilicueta. He's not a Louise. He's not a mm-hmm. Willian. Um, he is a guy like Lukaku and, and Salah and KDB who just, they just keep bringing in Galacticos to play their position and they're just never going to get a chance. And the only person recently that seems from the youth, you know, location in in uh, in Chelsea to be able to break through that has been Mason Mount, but but Tammy Abraham seems to be out of favor. And if they if he's available, he's homegrown. Uh, so I, fe- I, fe- I fear though. I fear there's a domino effect. I do fear the deer. <laughs> I apart from deers, I also fear that spiders. We are going to. Ha- like, hey guys, the overpopulation of deer in Wisconsin is a very big issue, and mm-hmm. we need to hunt them and kill them, okay? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, they hit your car and they do a lot of damage. But the, expression, the fear the, for the, Tammy the Abraham, shared by Gunner's podcast founder and co-host, uh, are not necessarily <laughs> that of the Gunner's podcast. No, 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 no. I think you'll find anyone in Wisconsin or the greater Midwest will say, "Kill all the deer that you can." Call now, call them and, bitches. Plus, venison's pretty good. But I will say the domino effect of Tammy Abraham leaving Chelsea is going to mean that they're going to sign Haaland, which means the league is out of sight. Yeah, that is is a problem. They're not getting rid of Abraham because of uh, Timo Werner. It's because – like Timo Werner could be available to us for $20 next season. I would take it. (laughs) I wouldn't, because he can't even find the goddamn crest on the shirt. Yeah, he's 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 had a poor season, but that guy. No, no, no. He, no he's he's, he's every, let's, he let, was, no, he let, let's be real Nazi here. Had he not moved, had he stayed let's, in England, uh, in in uh, in Germany, he's the next Lewandowski. All right, so let's um, judge this properly, Mike. Sorry, how does his missus look? Who? Who's? Which ones? Both. I'm fine. Throw either of them up, Tommy. Oh, oh, Tammy Abraham, right. wife. He seems no, too but, uh, young I, I to heard, have a wife. I heard Bill Sigurdsson's missus is available. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. The opinion uh. shared by, by people that we invited at the last minute to be on the podcast are not necessarily those of the. I thought All you right, guys uh, liked. You know, like question, that sort of humor. You know, bring question, the tone down. I do. We, I love it. humor. We do not like getting canceled. All right, Sam uh, well, before before Mike reads this question, I'm going to say, Sam, for legal reasons, Mike's not allowed within 200 yards of either of these locations. But Mike, go ahead and read the question. <laughs> it's, it's it's pending. It's it's, it's pending litigation from Sam Greenwood. Mike, do you prefer Captain Nemo at Epcot or Space Mountain at Disney? Um, I prefer the the like the big area with the countries at Epcot because there's beer sold there, and that's where I will be on Tuesday. Uh, not getting a a tattoo of Andy's ass on my or of Andy's ass really on my face there, or Andy's face on my ass. Um, Are you really going there? I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to Epcot with uh, with George and Ryan. Uh, from Boston with David, with David Ziegler and Lori, and uh, and with Tiffany and Sean, it's gonna be, nice. it's gonna be, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna be able to because of of my uh, my media duties, 
but um but now i'm free so i'm gonna do that um space mountain are you guys gonna go to any of the matches probably not it's 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 everton millionaros fc and two colombian clubs that have been like shipped in at the last minute to play on wednesday and even though i have press credentials i don't know that i really see the point at this point the only thing i'm interested in going to there's a there was a, like supposed to be a five on five tournament with like kaka and and um um shit who's um uh the romford pele <laughs> ray parlor and uh and a bunch you know a bunch of other like Merlo mike you know here Merlo we go mike has finally joined us and uh, and and so if I can get media credentials for that, I'll, or, or media access to that, but I don't know if they're even still doing that. So if I had to choose between the two, it's Space Mountain to Disney. But uh, but yeah, we're not doing that. So uh, next question we have from Sam. Also, Mike, are you scared of Florida Man? I am Florida Man right now. <laughs> so, Florida Man is this historical thing where where Florida contains tremendous idiots. Um, People are just dumb down here. Like they go and they <laughs> dive into a lake to go get their golf ball, and they end up getting eaten by an alligator. And and the headline is Florida man gets eaten by an alligator. But I just bought a house down in Florida, so four years from now, I am going to be Florida man. Seems uh, like it fit in. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think it's it's going to be a seamless. I thought he was going to say four years from now he's going to get eaten by an alligator. <laughs> uh, that could happen, and I'm going to do it on the podcast. Hey Mike, what wine are you drinking? Uh, red. That's that's the answer I'm giving. I think Joel has a good point here. You should just use your media pass to yell at Awobi. Good luck making the team next year. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the only thing you use it for. Get it on camera and then walk out. I do. I didn't. I, I didn't. I'll, I'll walk. I'll, I'll literally bring a microphone with me and I'll drop the microphone and walk out. From Daniel, theme park or water park? I'm doing both. My bo my boy Jake is getting in here on Wednesday next week, and we are going to a water park on Friday and a and a and Bush Gardens in Tampa on Saturday before we go back down to Sarasota to see my new place. So, uh, so yeah, that uh, th these are all good questions. Here's one Arsenal related one. Owen Henderson or San? Are we Sanchez? Are we talking Renato no, Sanchez? Sanchez. So Renato Sanchez, who who. Apparently, you know, if he signs for Arsenal, you're going to see a whole new realm of people following the Arsenal gerbil, uh, <laughs> because because the uh, the prediction from the Arsenal gerbil a month ago was that we were uh, we were we were being connected with him. Who would you mm -hmm. rather have? I mean, they're not exactly the same this profile of player, are they, Owen? No, no. But uh, something that I will touch on in this here is that uh, with the link to Jordan Henderson coming out, which I don't think there's much to, to be honest with you, because they've lost Genie Wijnaldum already. I, I, I highly doubt that Jurgen Klopp is going to want one of his other sort of mainstays to, to be exiting the same window. But what I will say that, that really aggravated me was the backlash that these links got from Arsenal fans were really, really surprising. I mean, you're talking about somebody who doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles, but they get their, they get the job, he gets the job done. He's a Premier League winning captain, a Champions League winning captain, a Super Cup captain, uh, a very experienced international, and I would argue the best captain in the Premier League, in my opinion. I think he's the best captain in the Premier League. And and we're a team that lack 
Gale that lack leadership at times, that lack a, a bit of a, a do or die attitude. And he's somebody who brings all that there. And just because he's not the flashy player, like a Cesc Fabregas, that we all think that we want, but he could be somebody that we need. I think sometimes we overlook players like that. And that's been Arsenal's problem. Um, we always go for the fancy um, flower players when, when really we need a bit of a bastard in that midfield. Who was the guy that, that, that was available from West Brom three years ago? We all turned our noses up on him, and he's been uh, – Johnny Evans. He's been he's – been, mm-hmm. he's done a job at, at Leicester. Um, they were smart. I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing – we can make mistakes when we do that. Lick Steiner, for example. But, like, there are – I don't know how I feel about Jordan Henderson. Whenever I think about Jordan Henderson, I just remember this game about five years ago that I saw where they showed him in the – I think it was a Champions League game. They showed him in like the player tunnel. And for, for 45 seconds, the camera was on him. And all he was doing was fixing his hair and like primping. His, like, like he was just like, like, I don't know what he was preparing for. He was about to play football. But, but, uh, do, do, do you want to know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, when James Milner went to, went to Liverpool. He also had, had, had some, some links with Arsenal at that time as yeah, well. He was and people, past it at the time, people turned their noses up at that. And I tell you what, he's done absolutely fantastic for them. Yeah, no, he's 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 been a solid player and 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 a penalty. Uh, yeah, and 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 like So says, same with Thiago Silva. Look, I mean, you you sign guys like that, and you're gonna you're gonna have some successes. You're gonna have some failures. It just, it just depends. Um, someone's AC Milan's gonna get a a really good striker who's 35 years old for the next two seasons, I think. And despite the fact that he's 35. Uh, sometimes those deals work out. So, uh, well, you're, you're talking. Do you want to know what? And I'm sorry to, to, to keep going on. I know it's supposed to be a short answer, but I think sometimes when, when you want an opinion on a situation, it's very good to look at a neutral. Uh, and, and for me, my brother is an absolute diehard Liverpool fan, just a Liverpool fanatic. And when I mentioned to him the reaction from our fans when the link to Henderson emerged, he was just in hysterics at the fact that Arsenal fans thought they were above who uh, well, argued, well, yeah, argued, we don't have a right to be above anyone at this point. No. I mean, if we if, if we were trying to sign back uh, um, Craig Eastman from Sutton United right now, people would you know have a fit. Here's the thing, though. Like, look at all the players that we we pushed out of the club because they were too old. That went on to basically help Man City win a trophy. They went on to other places and had great two or three year career runs to end their careers. Like Jordan Henderson probably doesn't walk into the Arsenal starting 11 every week, but he fucking changes it. And just the fact of his leadership ability, I mean, as much as you want to give shit about David Luiz last season, he probably did more in the locker room for the next five years of Arsenal that he did at his tenure. And like, as Sophie just said, you know, Cavani, like, these old players didn't expect that one to go so it... well for them. I, I really didn't. No, but and, my God, no, so, and Cavani, like... and they also did the same thing with Ibra, and he's been at two teams since United had him, but he still changed the the. The uh, thing though is like Jordan Henderson is not leaving Liverpool. He is Jurgen Klopp's right hand man. That, that was all just a rumor. It, it's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah, I but to, to Owen's point, to Owen's point, to Owen's point, and I'll echo it and I'll repeat it. Our fan base are a bunch of cunts. <laughs> Cheers! Thank you. That was that. That, that was Owen's point. Dana uh, Roberts uh, theme park. Oh no, sorry. The uh, what was the question? On that Make- one. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, uh, sorry. I, yeah, I, I would. I mean, the the question was obviously, and it wasn't answered. Henderson or Sanchez? 
Um, oh, yeah. I would like, <laughs> I would like Sanchez, but the Henderson Lee. I mean, you guys just brushed up on it. Um, I think I think it's criminally underrated, and I think he has been for a long time. And I've seen Jordan Henderson since he broke through at Sunderland. Uh, same with Pickford. I've, I've I saw Pickford as a youngster. Um, but, you know, as not that I'm a big Sunderland fan as well, uh, as for people that are watching, my great granddad played for Sunderland. I've got links with Sunderland. So that's where the Sun oh, it's, it's out of picture now, but I've got Sunderland half and half. But Jordan Henderson, even when he was at Sunderland and went to Liverpool, there was something about this guy in midfield. He wasn't a flashy player, but he has all the attributes for a great centre midfield. He's he's good on the ball. He looks for the pass. He's commanding. He doesn't shy away from a tackle. Um, and people saying, oh, what's the point of getting someone like Henderson when we've got Granite Xhaka? He's just had a great Euros. As, as Owen said, but Henderson, okay, fair enough, didn't have a great Euros, but he's won the Champions League and the Premier League in the last, you know, two or three seasons. What's... What's the deal with that? And people people are now, after wanting him out the door a year ago, want to hang on to Xhaka. Because, you know, Sanchez, uh, on, on the subject of Sanchez, sorry, I'll try and wrap it up quickly. Sanchez is playing in League One, right? The Farmers League, when it suits. Talk about Sanchez, who's just won the league with Lil, But because he had a few few poor months with Swansea, oh, he plays in the, he plays in the Farmers League. Don't need Sanchez. But yet, William Saliba has six good months and a few good games a few seasons ago. In the same league, he's supposed to be a world beater at 18. Is it a farmer's league? Is it not a farmer's league? <laughs> I mean, both both Henderson and Renato Sanchez would improve and our midfield. Renato's... <laughs> Did anyone else hear that? Okay, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I think both players would would mightily improve our, our midfield. Um but I would take I would take Sanchez. Yeah, I I, I think he's uh, kind of come a long way since he left Swansea, and yeah. uh, and I think he you know he would be a good addition. He showed in the in the in the Euros in his appearances that he was high quality. So I would love for the gerbil to be right about that. So I need some help because I wanna I wanna figure out what's going on. <laughs> uh, I need I need a lot of help, but the the help I'm asking for right now. I need the dream analyzers in our in our uh, in our in our chat to uh, to help me sort out this dream I had last night. It was the longest, most convoluted dream I've ever had in my life. So it had nothing to do with Arsenal, but I I, I just I, I want to kind of get your your views on it. So it starts with me sitting in some field watching a space shuttle launch, and the space shuttle goes up, and it comes down in this like parachute thing hits the ground and then goes up and explodes which is awful and i was crying my family was there and apparently one of the astronauts the kid was in the crowd and he was crying and i said i would take care of him because his mom had died now th the kid and this is gonna this is gonna sound weird. The kid was a scallop, like the food. <laughs> there was a scallop that was crying, and his mother had passed away on the on the uh, on the space shuttle. Okay, was, this it, was his mother a scallop? He he was what? No, his oh, I don't know what his mother was, but he, but he was a scallop. So I take the scallop, and I promise him I'm gonna take care of him. I'm gonna make sure his life is good, and. Then we go to get a new car because I got, you know, I, now I have a family 
and um and and we go to this new car dealership and i work my way into a waiting room without waiting in line like i i, I told somebody like i need to be in the waiting room here or in like in this it was like a doctor's office but it was a car dealership so i start telling the salesman about the scallop and about how i'm taking care of it and he was empathetic he's like oh i have i have a son who's like a it was like a shrimp or something like like like, it was, like like he understood my plight and next thing i know the police are rushing in to this room and they like they they've the the salesman had called the police because he believed that i was a person who was part of some car theft drug ring and and he had like found me so he tipped off the police and they came in and arrested me and they brought me into this room that's the last I ever saw the scallop. So the scallop's out of the dream at this point. So the police start questioning me, and they show me pictures of the of the person that they were looking for, and it kind of looks like me, but it's definitely not me. John Travolta in that movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, it was. It was that guy, and and they show like like they're bringing up on these screens like notes that the that that the suspect had written and i'm like i've never seen or I, I don't know anything about that i'm realizing like i didn't do this they've got the wrong guy and and i was in their face i was like you know you have the wrong guy and how stupid are you gonna look when you feel this or like when you realize this so now there's like five guys in there and they're all looking at me like you're guilty af and i'm like no i'm not i got it i got in one of their faces like three inches away from their face i'm like I'm like, you are going to feel like such an idiot when you find out that it's not me. And he fucking slaps me in the face. And as a wimp, I say, oh, I'm going to sue you because you slapped me in the face. I, I was, you know, I was a complete bitch about it. And, uh, and, and I say, like, you know, look, I need to take pictures of this so that I could prove that you hit me in the face. This is all one dream. Like, dreams are supposed to be like a minute long. What this is like an hour and a half. I, I had a few beers and then I like I told you I slept I'm like a baby. Pretty, like a baby I'm scout. pretty pretty certain that this is a Nicolas Cage movie. It's not it's not over yet. <laughs> so so I walk so I I I'm like complaining that I want to press charges against the cop that hit me in the face and they're like, "Well, take pictures of yourself." I'm like, "Well, you took my phone. You took all of my personal belongings when you arrested me." And he says, "Okay, use my phone." So I'm using the phone it's not an iPhone, so I'm like really struggling how to use it. Like, how do I take a picture? Can't can't use Android. Well, I well because I'm like, he, well, if I just take the pictures, he's going to erase them. So I got to take the pictures and send them to myself, and and I can't figure out how to do that. But in doing that, I see the pictures on his photo stream, and he's got pictures from the day before where he was at some sort of like buffet dinner with people I know from my neighborhood. Like I recognize the people on his photo stream and I'm like, Oh, do you know, Bill and Liz, these are my neighbors for like 20 years. And he's like, yeah, we were at the dinner with them last night. I'm like, well, call them because they know I would never do something like this. And so they call him and they get him on the phone. And he's like, he's like, I don't think he would do something like that, but come to think of it. The last time I was over at his house, he, he had like really nice new dishes. <laughs> and so maybe, so maybe, maybe he's like, Maybe he's guilty, and 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 I'm literally the end of the dream is me screaming at them sarcastically, like, yeah, you've just I, I swear to God this was the end, you've just nailed the Jewish crime kingpin, the Jewish drug lord, like, sure, whatever, you got me, and then I woke up, 
That okay, was so the I'm real. gonna break this. I'm gonna break this down for you, Mike, because I'm need, pretty I need, certain I, that I get it. Okay, I need your help. I need your I'm help. pretty certain that I figured it out. So if I could have the floor for two minutes, okay. <laughs> so you mentioned that you were in a room with five dudes and you were three inches away from their face. That's an orgy. Okay. All right. Second, second, you, you were encouraged to take photos of said situation. Those are for your personal records because you're a pervert. Then you were talking about how they took all your belongings, ergo your clothes, right? So again, we're, we're there, there's a theme here. Then You're the only you one talking, of us that's been naked on camera hold, today. Hold on, hold on. You were talking about a food buffet. Every fantasy you've ever told me that was sexual <laughs> in nature has involved food. And Exhibit D, okay? This is the big one. This is the big one. Exhibit D. Your dream started off with the space rocket, which looks like a penis. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's time for you to come out to us as a man who likes the company of other men. And there's nothing wrong with that, Mike. I embrace it for Clearly, you by this podcast, you know that that's true already. But You just got Johnny Cochran, bitch. Yep. <laughs> who in this room has been woken up by Mike tickling his feet? Me. Okay. <laughs> there's just too that's many. Actually fucking true. <laughs> And it, hap it happened um, about um, forty-five minutes cool. from where from where Sophie lives, so she could have been there to watch it. I feel extremely jealous now, guys. Oh my god, Chig Chig's in the house, and he yeah, he's got some. He's, he he thinks I slept with Netflix. I was watching Blacked. I mean, I, look, I I'm not going to tell you what I was watching before I went to bed last night, but uh, Don Juan, nothing wrong with being gay. There, there's absolutely nothing. No, wrong nothing with being at gay. all. Embrace it. We love it. <laughs> I, I, I I just on a medical side of things I've, I've just got one question okay did you drink yesterday i had about four or five beers and two slices of pizza with aston and then i and then i hit the wall because i i had been driving all day i've been up for like 20 hours i came back to the hotel room i had a bottle of water and just passed out and this was the final dream this was like in the ninth to tenth hour of my of my slumber, um, and I don't recall having a dream that convoluted and long and ridiculous in my life. So I just I need you know I need I need I clearly have a lot of soul searching to do, <laughs> and uh, I need to talk to multiple different kinds of therapists. Steve, any ideas on uh, on what this might mean? We've only known each other a few months, but you know. Um. Do you like seafood? I do. And, I, I, and, and, bu and buying cars? Or it could just be like everybody else is saying, and, and you like penis up your bum. like <laughs> you know. I, I've got an actual recommendation of something that you can do to prevent this in the future. What, you can penis be like, up the bum? <laughs> no, no, no. The dreams in particular. That uh, Look, man, you live your life the way you want to live your life. Uh, don't, but um, you could be like one of those smelly hurry hippie bitches and get yourself a dream catcher <laughs> yeah yeah hairy hippie bitches. so mike <laughs> what, i think from what we're coming <laughs> down from your dream is either you're a gay man in the closet that just needs to come out and live his life normally or you want to kidnap a child that <laughs> those are the two things i've i've walked away from this dream with can you kidnap a child <laughs> whose mom dies in a space shuttle accident i mean, I yes. mean that's horrible but if, like if it's not like a human child and it's a someone says it, it's actually, a human child it's probably easier to kidnap a child. It wasn't a human child. It was a seafood child. One that it, was a sea, 
hashtag seafood child. <laughs> I don't know. This dream was much more satisfying. So you don't get this second. content on fucking Lee Gunner's I'm channel, do you? So surprised there's still this many people watching. This this was this was this was a much better dream than the dream I had a few days ago, which was five seconds long. I woke up in a cold sweat, and all I can remember <laughs> is this. <laughs> so do you reckon uh, Martin Luther King when he was Maybe shouting, I, I, I had a dream that this was the same like dream, but he was just too embarrassed to talk can about it? Can you imagine on the on the on the uh, at the Lincoln Memorial, he goes, I have a dream. And then he fucking, he, he does the exact four, five minute thing that I just did on the podcast. That, that picture of Lee looks just like fucking Voldemort. Oh, oh we have better, we have better pictures, yeah. but yeah, no, this is, that's, that yeah. is, that's, that's, that's Voldemort. Harry Potter is dead. No. Uh, <laughs> he is a wizard yeah. at football. Martin Luther King, I've got two dreams. Hear me out on the first one because I need some advice. <laughs> the second one will go down in history, but the first one I need some help with. Yeah, they 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 edited his comments, and 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 I'm glad that they did because you know scallops would have been a bigger part of our our, our lives now. All right, man. Now Dublin, um, now Dublin Gooner saying no jury would convict you for kidnapping a scallop, and I, and we have a friend who's a lawyer. Um, I think we need to get John. It's not bird law. It's it's shellfish law. Yeah. I think we need to get John on for the next pod, and we need to discuss this in greater detail. Um, uh, I, and I, too, am surprised. Actually, the listenership has gone up since this has happened, and these are new people logging in being like, what the fuck are these idiots talking about? And they're never going to come back again. <laughs> Dude, that's the that that's the entirety of our podcast is 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 I'm never gonna we we want people to come here and then never ever want to see us again, but they but they can't help. But Season come back. seven, Don Juan has figured out the, the tagline. Look at the state of that. That's gonna yeah. be our tagline for the intro. Seven. The intro video is just gonna be a scallop for thirty seconds, dancing around with with an arsenal kit on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened to the scallop because, you know, I, and I don't know whether I was freed or not. I might have been convicted of that, even though I didn't do it. But, like, you know. Joel, he, he keeps signing up as, like, someone who's actually, like, reputable in the media circles. And then, it's the, it's the, the Jewish charm. And then he plays the Jew card once they, they decide <laughs> once they decide they won't let him in. Oh, look, look, how, look, how handsome, look how handsome and professional I look. Hi there. My name is Michael. I dream about scallops. <laughs> All right. Well, you're just upset because you're not going to get the, con the the level of inside content that you would have gotten if Arsenal had come here. I had interviews set up with with uh, with management, with the players. You, you have no idea what we had going on, and now it's all down the drain. It's just, it's just going to be watching people donate to gvsuorlando.com. Uh, this is the first prize. Andy will will give you a signed picture of that. Um, or is that what you get when you sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash GFP? No, not GFP. You do think about Danny a lot. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Mike, let me ask you a question. Was Danny the scallop? <laughs> he, he was. He, he, was he, he had a beard, the, the, the kid. And, uh, yeah, he was he – was, um, I, I think it might have been. Here's a question from Danny, which I know the answer is yes. Do you have any photos of grown men in naked in the bath? Uh, yes, I do. And I've posted them many Multiple. times. And 
they're, they're all Patreon that you've got, or have you got an OnlyFans now as well? They're all well, we got kicked off of uh Pornhub because we weren't blue tick, <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. We, we uploaded a few of our shows to Pornhub. This would have been a perfect one to upload to Pornhub, but they stopped verifying, like, they stopped allowing random people who weren't My fucking. favorite was the um, one person <laughs> whose comment was, Why is this here? Yeah. <laughs> But I think the video of me brushing my teeth is still on there, so that's hot. You can check that out. And um, and 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 if you're considering coming on the podcast, or if you're someone that granted us uh, media passes and you just wanted to check out the podcast, this is not actually the podcast. I just want you to know. No, this isn't. This isn't the podcast. This is the the sub podcast. Listen, there's ultimately someone to blame for what's just happened in the last twenty minutes, and I'm going to say it's hers's fault. Yeah. yeah, well, Mike, look, Mikey, uh, Mikey had to bail at the last minute. Steve, you've been a more than capable uh, uh, replacement. In fact, Mike's <laughs> off the pod cheers, now, and cheers you're for on. Having me. Cheers um, for having me. Where can we find you? And 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 do because we need to like purge ourselves of the view of me and my weird dream. Are you able to play us a tune? Are you able to play us out? Is that asking um, too much? Well, I haven't got my acoustic guitar on me. Um, all right, well, then, all right. Well, then, well, then, well, then no, we'll leave no, it. no. We will fill time until you get that. I've got one next to me. I don't know how to play it, but I've got one. Can you pass it through? Like, can you pass it across the like? Like here, I I'll put just it that right there. I, I just wonder. One second. Let me let me try this. Um, all right. While you're looking for that, Owen, uh, you've got you're a week away. Oh. You've got you're a week away from uh, from now. Are you not able to play now because your arm apparently fell off? Yeah, it's as you can see, it's useless. I haven't really moved it much through the entire podcast. I, I'm gonna referee instead, which is better because let's be honest, I'm fat and I'm probably not healthy <laughs> enough to run a football pitch anymore. Um, so, how many, so, uh, so what? How many people are like? I mean, like, what's what are the stats? What do we got? What do we got going on? And if for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you live in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Where, where where do we go to be part of this? Uh, you, the match is taking part at kickoff at 2pm on um, Sunday the 1st of August at Jennings Park in Newry, named after uh, ex-Arsenal goalkeeper Pat Jennings, um, a man from our local town. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a full match, a full 90-minute match. Everyone's welcome, guaranteed equal amount of playing time to each participant as well. So if you're over this side of the pond and you're and you're knocking about stop by and and have a kick about was that across the street from daisy hill hospital fucking hell man you are such a like that's weird quick he's, he's got google maps open right now and i did the same thing about hemel Hempstead because i wanted to find out you, you know. yeah but my my like my google my search game is strong because that's my job and you know um but remember that time i fucking called out numbers on the uh, whatsapp with his Arsenal connection, yeah. You mean the time that he that he that he actually tweeted when Tony Fain said that uh, his uncle was picking up Jean Michel Sari or whatever at uh, at Colney. Uh, <laughs> what a douche! All right, um, not not douche. not Tony Nunners. Uh, Andy, when are we going to see you again? Are you are you are you rejoining on a full time basis? Looking at for the next few months. Listen, listen, listen. I got to go back into my contract and review the the lines on the because you know I was working on a new intro video, which I think Owen said there was a roller coaster of emotions watching the fifteen. My seconds. intro video is 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 perfection. I mean, how could you improve upon that? 
you saw the last one, the one I'm making right now. I mean, it's fucking quality. <laughs> but I can't have it bastard bastardized 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 throughout the season. So I need to hear right now verbal commitment that you won't do it, and then I'll rejoin the show on the reg. That I won't do it. I mean, I did it already. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't bastardize season six's intro video. Can we just play this? It's like it's like basically you going into the Louvre and painting over the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Bain. Can yeah. this just be our intro video? That's Mike's like recently. I feel like Mike has taken and paid for like a video editing class, and this he just does nothing else with his life now. I'm no, I'm I'm just getting better at it, Mike. And and um, <laughs> I and, like and, Owen's just agreeing with me immediately. Like that's exactly what's happened. <laughs> wait, you just wait because we are putting we are putting together a Gunners versus Cancer video that's going to kick ass. We are talking about influencers, players, journos. You guys haven't fucking done your part yet, but I've asked you. Uh, I thought we agreed on what my part was going to be, the robot voice. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. We are uh, – we're, we're, are you talking about this robot voice? Oh, God, I love this. The Stephen hold Hawking on. voice. Yeah, hold on. Where is it? Did I erase it? Did I erase it? I think I might have erased it. Anyway, we're going to um, – we're going to do a Gooners versus Cancer video uh, that's going to absolutely kick ass. And uh, oh, no, this. Somewhere in the Colorado wilderness, Andy Rhodes was unable and unwilling to produce a prediction video for Arsenal versus Fulham. So I, his android, will make his prediction for him. Because I'm toxically negative, I believe the game will be Fulham 4, Arsenal 1. Pablo Mary will score an amazing back heel Rabona bicycle kick for Arsenal, and then Fulham will get four straight own goals that bounce off of Bird Leno's hands. We lose. <laughs> Why? Why did you waste time making that? <laughs> the thing is, we did we did blow that game. I think I think we we, we drew that game one one. Or How long you had that that you've just never like? Oh, and this is what I'm talking about. Dude's got just so much shit that uh, he tells me, shit. man. He tells me he's busy all the time. Eh? Like yeah. right now, man, I'm so fucking busy. And then this shit pops up all over the place. It's and to be honest with you, when I when. England fans were coming out and saying it's coming home. There we go. It's in the chat already, and people are saying it and everything like that. I was saying to myself, nonsense. Every game I've watched for them, they've been absolutely terrible. They haven't been very good whatsoever. Um, I think that Gareth Southgate is a horrible manager, absolutely horrible. Um, and for me as well, and take this as an unbiased view, someone who has watched England for a long, long time, and um, and and watches them on a regular basis. I often think that England's biggest problem is is that their players walk out onto the pitch automatically thinking that they have the game won before a ball's even kicked. I think that they have a mentality issue. Um, and, and for me, to overcome that is very difficult when you've got a bunch of prima donnas who think that um, they're the best players in the world. But look... I agree with what you're saying, but it is coming home. Wembley, 
and then a game against Sweden or Ukraine, and then two more games at Wembley. I don't care. Yes, gonna get, England is going to get hammered by Germany. Yeah. Hammered. If they were hammered. <laughs> hammered by Germany. The only thing that got hammered that weekend was fucking Conor McGregor's ankle. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> what, do you just think all Irish people have an allegiance to other Irish people? No, I'm saying I'm... all Irish people have weak ankles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've seen it with That's your daughter. A fair point. <laughs> yeah, we've seen, it with, we've seen it with your little one. Um, all right, <laughs> and weak shoulders apparently. Anything that's, yeah, what anything is that's a, on the body is just fucked. If you're <laughs> are there no are there no rheumatologists or like or, or like ortho orthopedic people in in Ireland whatsoever? Because you guys are just like soft fly, tissue okay, mofos. Fly over. I'll put you under the knife. We can get you fixed. Owen's family's favorite football club is Soft Tissue FC. <laughs> but all right, so Owen and your small pool table, um, your out of work pool table. Where can we find you this week? Are you are you still off of social media? Is that are we done? I'm thinking about coming back on Twitter just to fuck people off. I might go in there with like a a no holds barred attitude and just just drop and just, bombs and just and just go until you end up like Wayne and just get and get fucking canceled for the 84th time. Yeah, yeah. Like Wayne. Um, all right. All right, Andy, fantastic to see you again. I love you. Um, I appreciate your your uh, your finally letting me know where I stand after that after that dream. Um, I knew I could count on you for that. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you more throughout the summer and and the new season. Steve, are you uh, are you are you in a position to play us out, my friend? I'm I'm not really. I haven't got a lead up here. My other just give it. it it's fine. Just hold it to the mic and, and strong man. It's the effort that matters. <laughs> I just want to highlight how talented you are. But if you, if you, hey, if you want me to hold, can we all sing, be quiet? For, be quiet for five seconds and let him play something quick. Uh, right. I don't know what to play. I want just to play something. Doesn't matter. Just play um, something. Play like a play like a Gooners versus Cancer kind of song. <laughs> I don't know what that would be, but I tell I tell you what I did do recently. I, I obviously Lee Judges started his new channel a uh, month or so ago, and the little intro and theme music to that is a uh, this guy. Oh, I was just going to say you should do one for us, but now that you've done it for Lee Judges, I, I, that's fucking I, no, bold. I, I, look, I I, we, we I can want I can. I mean, we can we can talk. But listen, you get you all get of the Gooners versus Cancer money is now going to go to Steve to to create this new this new. Theme you know what? Song. Yes, Steve, don't have to set up a GoFundMe this year. No, Steve, Steve, the only way this is going to work is if we get exclusive rights to Lee Gunner's intro music because that's the only way we can backstab that song. Well, you said Lee Gunner, not Lee Gunner. Oh, what? No, same no, Lee Gunner. Are, they, is that, are they different people? Are they different yeah. people? Yeah. Lee, Lee does Judges. He, does he have intro music? Is song. it just him? Just Lee being Gunner a dick? is a cunt. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I did Lee's. I did Lee's music. Obviously, you, if you look at or look online, well, Big Steve, Big you Steve artist, you'll find me. Absolutely, and yeah, and go to Big Steve artist on Twitter. Go to uh, check out Lee's new channel. We we're massively supporting it, and yes. no good we love, Lee goes we, love, we love Lee judges. We love him to death. We do. No good deed goes unpunished, and the good deed of you joining our podcast in fifteen with fifteen minutes notice is that we're now putting you on the spot. I'm putting you in the solo layout, and you're going to play us out. Thank oh, you, all the right. gooners that are watching this in the chat. Thank you to everybody. We will be posting content from Orlando, from the no parte, we still parte, and to play us out, 
Steve Warrington. Well, hey. Just any Spice Girls is good. Mm -hmm. I don't know any Spice Girls. Westlife. One Direction? What about Justin Bieber? Yeah, that, that's Girls Aloud. There has to be singing. Oh, okay. Owen has weak shoulders. Owen has weak shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. Mike is mentally ill. <laughs> Mike, don't forget to eat your soup. I, yeah, I, I, I'm so on the spot. I, all right, I all right. just, 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 just play a bed. Just play some musical bed, and then Owen and, and Andy and I will do the will do okay, the lyrics. Sorry. You just wasted a lot of your time. An hour and 40 minutes. You probably should have rethought that before you got online. Mark, play sweet scallop chocolate, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. This has been the Gooners Podcast. We love you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Andy. And thanks to the chat for joining us. Hey, and, and, and I just want to give a quick shout out to Alyssa because I know in like the next 30 minutes she's going to meet you and you become her problem and I want to apologize for Mike's family <laughs> and for the Gooner podcast. She <laughs> in is, advance. She, she's with Ryan so like I don't I, like she, there's no concern about like like do I need protection type of situation from this no, guy. No, 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 yeah. yeah. I just know that, that she is going to you're her burden now and I know what that that is and I'm sorry that you're about to meet Merlo Mike in person. <laughs> Well, cheers. I will be, yeah, in 10 minutes, I will be in the lobby downstairs, uh, probably just doing the worm on the floor. And that's what I'm going to do. So. You're going to be doing that move where you chase your head. I actually can do the worm. That's a fun oh. fact. All right. And well, I, let's and move the camera and let's see. Ago, I could kick myself in the head up until a few years ago. Hey, Steve, right, well, now, then, you've, hey, Steve, you let us down with the guitar playing, so move the camera and let's get the worm going. Kick yourself yeah. with the fucking head, Steve. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can't now. Mate, let me lose another 95 we have to pounds. We have to salvage the situation. Mike. Let, let me lose another 95 pounds and I'll fucking do it. I'll stand <laughs> outside in my boxes and I'll kick myself in the head. We'll have a breakdancing concert for next promise. year's Gooners versus Cancer. All that right. Come on, you Gooners.